This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast where we ponder and proclaim our Sunday Mass readings. Well, as I am coming to you today, as we prepare for the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time on July 16th, I am on retreat a full week. So I'm at a retreat house in Beaverton, Oregon, and it just reminds me of how important it is to take a little time or maybe an extended time out of your schedule to make a retreat once, twice, maybe quarterly, where you spend some real focused time. Maybe it is in hearing a couple of particular talks, certainly in daily mass and daily prayer, and an opportunity to be in the quiet. Because as we hear the word of God being proclaimed, maybe it's at daily mass, maybe it's in the morning prayers where we hear so much of sacred scripture being proclaimed, the word of God is living in us. And how are we going to receive that word? And there's such a great theme in our reception of our faith, in our reception of grace, in our reception of the word of God. And where does that lead us? How does that change me? Does it change me? Does it transform me? Do I have a life-giving transformative relationship with Jesus Christ, the incarnate word? And so we're going to hear from our readings today, real focus on how we are receptive, maybe how we're not receptive, and to ponder what our relationship is with the word of God. I also want to just say happy birthday to my mother. It's her birthday today, as well as the feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And so I just want to make a special shout out to our Carmelite community on this, their feast day on July 16th, as we celebrate a beautiful day in the church. Our first reading for the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time takes us to the book of Isaiah, a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 55. Thus says the Lord, just as from the heavens, the rain and snow come down and do not return there till they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful, giving seed to the one who sows and bread to the one who eats. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. My word shall not return to me void, but shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent it, the word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm is Psalm 65. The seed that falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. 
The seed that falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. You have visited the land and watered it. Greatly have you enriched it. God's watercourses are filled. You have prepared the grain. The seed that falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. Thus have you prepared the land, drenching its furrows, breaking up its clods, softening it with showers, blessing its yield. The seed that falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. You have crowned the year with your bounty, and your paths overflow with a rich harvest. The untilled meadows overflow with it, and rejoicing clothes the hills. The seed that falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. The fields are garmented with flocks, and the valleys blanketed with grain. They shout and sing for joy. The seed that falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed for us. For creation awaits with eager expectation the revelation of the children of God. For creation was made subject to futility, not of its own accord, but because of the one who subjected it, in hope that creation itself would be set free from slavery to corruption and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that all creation is groaning in labor pains even until now. And not only that, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we also groan within ourselves as we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. The Word of the Lord. Our Gospel reading comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 13. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large, large crowds gathered around him, and he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them at length in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, where it had little soil. It sprang up at once, because the soil was not deep. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit, a hundred, or sixty, or thirtyfold. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The disciples approached him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? He said to them in reply, Because knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been granted to you, but to them it has not been granted. To anyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. From anyone who has not, even what he has 
will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because they look but do not see, and hear but do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, You shall indeed hear, but not understand. You shall indeed look, but never see. Gross is the heart of this people. They will hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and be converted, and I heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. The seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of the kingdom without understanding it. And the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in his heart. The seed sown on rocky ground is the one who hears the word and receives it at once with joy. But he has no root and lasts only for a time. When some tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, he immediately falls away. The seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then worldly anxiety and the lure of riches choke the word, and it bears no fruit. But the seed sown on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields a hundred, or sixty, or thirtyfold. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Such rich imagery in all of these readings. I'm going to flip back the page, though, to just look at the prophet Isaiah reading. Again, this is from chapter 55, verses 10 and 11. It's just a small reading but what comes through in some ways, uh, there's this theme of follow through, uh, a theme of completion, a theme of God's results, not my results, or God's will, not my will. But let's listen again to the prophet Isaiah, and, and we can certainly get this great imagery of weather, and those of us who live in the Pacific Northwest many months out of the year, we get a lot of rain, not so much snow, but we can experience, you know, the rain or the snow coming down from the heavens. And it it, it doesn't stop midstream. It continues to go to the ground and, and then it envelops that ground and nourishes the soil that it, that it touches. It says that snow and rain come down, making the watered earth fertile and fruitful. You know, there's a purpose for that rain, that snow coming down. Sometimes we wonder when we see days and days and days of rain, but there's a purpose and a, and a process. There's a mission for the rain coming down. And, and it says here, my word shall not return to me void, but shall do my will. The rain doesn't come down and and doesn't have a purpose. There's a purpose, there's a plan, there's a fulfillment, there's a completion that needs to happen. Once that ground is fertile and fruitful, then the seeds that are sown, 
grains can grow, bread can be made, mouths can be fed, and so much more will come from the word of God. The word of God comes down, but will not return void. The word of God has a purpose, has a plan. There is a completion that needs to happen. It will not return to me void, but shall do my will, will do God's will, achieving the end. This tells me God's word has a plan. God's will has a plan. There is a particular plan and a purpose. There is something to be achieved that God wills, that it will happen. And in my life, my life has a purpose and a plan. And we, to fulfill that plan, to complete the plan that God made is to follow the Lord, to look at that rain, to let that rain shower upon us the graces that come from the Lord. The psalm that we hear today, it's so beautiful. Again, the seed that falls on good ground, what kind of ground do you have? What is the ground that the seed is in your life? But the seed that falls on good ground, the psalm says, will yield a fruitful harvest. And there's these beautiful images, again, that come within the psalm. The fields are garmented with flocks and the valleys blanketed with grain. So beautiful, the abundance. If we think about abundant grace, abundant love of God. They shout and sing for joy. That which is overflowing with the word of God, the, that soil which receives the word of God, shouts and sings for joy. Do you have that kind of joy when you receive the word of God? I love the encouragement that we get from the Psalms. I want to just jump to the gospel reading and there's another nice reflection I want to share with you, but this is, there's a couple pieces to this, oh, there's a lot to this gospel, but just imagine, and I just, I know some people who just came back from a pilgrimage to the Holy Land and Maybe it's been about five years ago that I traveled to the Holy Land and was able to go onto the Sea of Galilee and onto the seashore and just trying to imagine, you know, what would it have been like to have been on in one of those areas where Jesus, and it says here, you know, that Jesus is by the sea. I love the seashore. I love the ocean. And there were so many crowds of people that he got into a boat, it was a little bit easier for him to communicate and to speak to large crowds by going on a boat and going out into the sea a little bit. And he sat down and he taught. And he taught, as we hear about here in Matthew 13, in parables. And this is quite a long parable. And there's some some reflections that Jesus, he speaks about some of the prophets in his parable but he closes with explaining the parable here then the parable of the sower jesus says to his disciples and he talks about the path he talks about the rocky ground jesus talks about the thorns and he talks about the rich soil and this is just a beautiful gospel that we could continue to meditate on and I've mentioned this a couple of times in these podcasts as we have recently planted our garden. We've planted some different fruits, 
uh, some vegetables, and we've had several weeks now of lots of sun and even a little bit of rain, but to watch from just planting little tiny plants. In fact, my husband planted lettuce seeds. So these went from, you couldn't even see the seed in the ground, in the dirt. And I thought, oh, is anything going to happen with those seeds? And by golly, it's been maybe two months now, and we're getting possibly getting a full head of lettuce growing out of those, but there's growth happening because it's the proper soil that those seeds and those plants could be planted into. And just that little bit of an imagery, we think about how receptive am I to the Lord? And Jesus talks about, again, the path, the one who hears the word of the kingdom of God without understanding it, and then the evil one snatches it away. You're easily distracted. You're just too focused on other things that you don't really receive that word in you. That rocky ground, the one who hears the word and receives it at once with joy, this sounds great, but the evil one again steals it. And there's no root here. It says he has no root and then it will only last a little time. So maybe there's this great prayer experience you had, or you went to a revival, or you went to a, a retreat. But then after that, you don't have any grounding in the Lord and tribulations, persecutions, difficulties, uh, just daily life sometimes turns us away from the word. And then there's those with thorns where you hear the word, but you're in the worldly anxiety, you're focused so much on the headlines, the news, all of the things that are going on in your own community, in your parish life, in the politics and whatever. And the the, the luring of, of, of a luxurious life, of the comforts of life, of achieving in life. And you get so focused on that, that you're choked and that word of God will bear no fruit. But this is what we should be focused on. Being that rich soil that Jesus talks about, he says, the rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it. And those will be the ones who bear fruit a hundred or 60 or 30 fold. And the word that came to me was receptivity. You know, what is our receptivity? And I know in my own life, in, in my conversion, you know, I went to church, I went to vacation Bible school, I went to Sunday school, I went to Wednesday prayer groups as a kid up until about middle school. And then I did not set foot in a church, except for maybe a wedding uh, or a funeral up until my mid-20s. And so from middle school to mid-20s, no faith formation, no real communication with God directly. Um you know, certainly crying out to God, I guess, when things were tough, but I didn't have a receptivity to the Lord. And it was in that time of my life when I started to ask some questions about the purpose and meaning of my own life. I started to recognize the beauty around me. I lived, why I love the seashore so much as I lived on the Oregon coast. And I just saw the beauty of the ocean and of the sky and, and the stars and the moon at night. And I thought, wow, somebody created all of this. It's so beautiful. I want to know more about that creation. I know I learned about it as a kid, but I don't have that relationship. I don't have that knowledge. And so slowly my heart became more receptive. I started to want to know more about the Lord. 
And bit by bit, I started to be exposed to scripture. I started to be exposed to people who had a relationship with Jesus Christ. And eventually I came into the Catholic church and have continued to want to learn and to grow and to have those seeds of faith grow within me. There's some beautiful reflections again in this book in conversation with God on the 15th Sunday in ordinary time. And this particular reflection talks about those thorns because there's times, I I think there's seasons in our life where maybe we're not as receptive of, of hearing God's word, of following God's word. It says here, if we allow our hearts to be attached to money, influence, or praise, If we set our hearts on the ultimate comfort we see advertised, if we give in to our own whims and seek so many things that are quite unnecessary, we are allowing a serious obstacle to God's love to become embedded in our hearts, a thorn. It is difficult for anyone obsessed by the thought of owning more and more possessions and by the constant determination to seek out what is most comfortable not to fall into other sins. In connection with such things, St. John of the Cross comments, quote, this is why our Lord called them thorns in the gospel, so that we should understand that anyone who fondly caresses such things with his will will be wounded by some sin. Wow, that's a deep thorn that's going to prevent that God's healing in our lives because we get so focused on the worldly pleasures of life. It says here, all men, whatever their lives may have been in the past, we all have thorns. We've all had, I've certainly had that big period of time where I just didn't have that relationship with the Lord. And I was focusing more on my own needs, my own comfort. Boy, if I make so much money, if I do so many things then I'm going to be comfortable, I'm going to, I'm going to feel good about myself. But this says that whatever the lives, whatever their lives may have been in the past, all of us are able to become soil this is the good news, that becomes soil to receive God's grace. Praise the Lord. God pours himself into our souls in accordance with the degree of welcome he finds there. You know, and I can just, I can only talk about my experience. You know, there was a time And it wasn't in my case where I wanted to shut out God and say, do not enter, but I wasn't open because I had so many other things I was focused on that I didn't even think, oh, it'd be kind of nice to invite God into my life. But when I had that awareness and then desire, I do want to know about the Lord, open, you know, then you put this, you unlock the door, you say, yes, come in. Are we receptive? Again, that's that idea of receptivity. You know, the greatest example that I can think of of another human person, just like you, just like me, however she was immaculately conceived, is our Blessed Mother, who was receptive to God's will at all times. All times she was open and willing to receive and to be open to God's will. Welcome. Lord, you are welcome here. Do you say that? In fact, that's probably a good thing to say. I, I think about the welcome mats that you can buy and put at your front door, you know, and as people come to your home, you have that 
mat where people put their feet and it says welcome. Boy, do you do that on your heart? Do you have a welcome sign on your heart that says, Lord, you are welcome here. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Trinity. Come Holy Father into my heart. Come Lord Jesus Christ into my heart. Blessed Mother, help me to have a welcoming heart as you did, as you do for your Son, for your Savior, for my Redeemer, Lord Jesus Christ. What a gift. What a gift to be open and to receive the gift of Jesus Christ. So are you receptive? Do you have a do you have a do not disturb sign? <laughs> do you have a do not disturb sign? And so you're not really receptive or open to an invitation for the Lord to grow deeper in your life. Or do you have a welcome sign? Lord, you are welcome here. That's my final message that I have for myself. I have for you today as we hear about the seed and the sower of the seed and the completion of God's word, that mission, that plan to be receptive, to be open, to put a welcome mat on your heart for the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Have a blessed week. Keep a welcome mat on your heart. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.